0: Welcome to Come Follow Me Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode 34 of season 2. This week we are studying Romans chapters 7 through 16. There's a lot of content in these chapters, and I chose a few themes that resonated with me. Uh, the first of these is, has to do with the importance of heeding the council of living prophets. So if you're like me, when you read the beginning of Romans chapter seven, you were probably a little confused at what Paul was talking about. There's a discussion of marriage, what happens if there's a divorce or remarriage, and particularly how this affects the woman. Now, these types of policy statements are found throughout Paul's writings. And it's important to remember that one of the main purposes of these epistles was to to give direction to the ancient church. Paul's writings helped them clarify questions that they had or address issues that were pertinent to them at the time. And it's similar to how the church today publishes the general handbook, which contains authoritative statements regarding church doctrine and policy. So instead of getting confused or caught up in what Paul was may have been trying to teach the ancient Romans about marriage, if we have questions about this, we can look at current prophetic teachings and what they say about these issues. In the April 2023 General Conference, Elder Alan D. Haney taught the following, quote, President Russell M. Nelson has testified that God's long-established pattern of teaching his children through prophets assures us that he will bless each prophet And that he will bless those who heed prophetic counsel so the key is to follow the living prophet brothers and sisters unlike vintage comic books and classic cars prophetic teachings do not become more valuable with age that is why we should not seek to use the words of past prophets to dismiss the teachings of living prophets end of quote So the point is, if by reading Romans chapter 7, you generate a lot of questions about marriage or divorce or what the church might teach about this, you can check to see what President Nelson and his current associates are saying about the matter. We should never use the teachings of former prophets to override the words of current prophets. The current prophet will always have the most correct assessment of and counsel for any situation we face or question that we have. The second theme um, was from just one verse uh, that for me provides hope and faith during trials and it's found in Romans 8 um, verse 18 and it reads, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. One of the things to remember about personal trials, including and I think especially mental health issues, is that they can help us become stronger They are here to help us grow and uh, and develop strength through increasing discipline some mental health issues are short term meaning that they are just temporary responses to distress and i think a lot of those will resolve in time sometimes of their own accord sometimes we don't even have to do anything and they just go away however other mental health issues are chronic meaning that they're not likely to go away on their own and even with intervention um, they may still be there in some form for example Some people with chronic anxiety may always have some form of anxiety, no matter how hard they work on changing this. Now, I do believe that with appropriate effort, such individuals are almost always effective in reducing their anxiety to manageable levels, but sometimes they never eliminate it completely, and that's okay, because there is purpose in the challenges that we face, and they eventually help us become more like our savior. And I think that's what Paul is saying in verse 18, That the sufferings that we have now because they can lead to such amazing outcomes will eventually be seen as nothing compared to the ultimate and glorious situation that we'll have in a coming day so i hope that that gives us a measure of hope uh, when we're facing difficult trials the third theme is one that is very common to psychology it has to do with changing our perceptions and it's uh, taught by paul in romans chapter 7 and 8 in Romans 7:22 and 23, we read, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Also in Romans 8, verses 5 and 6, it says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Paul is talking about the battle between natural instincts and staying on the covenant path. And often things those thing, oftentimes, those things are in conflict with one another. But as we learn to better understand the gospel of Jesus Christ, we're better able to keep the heavenly promises we've made. It helps increase our understanding. It helps increase our knowledge of truth. And because of that, we're able to act in greater accordance with that. Um, As we understand gospel principles, that can change the way we think about things, both generally and specifically. It takes incorrect notions and replaces them with correct doctrine. And this process in its generic form is really the process of any sort of cognitive and emotional change. We've talked about this before, um, about the effect that our thoughts have on our feelings. If you believe that something is terrifying, then you're likely to be terrified of it regardless of what the event is. For example, my younger brother just went skydiving for the first time. He said it was exhilarating and he had an amazing experience. He wanted to go skydiving. He arranged for the trip. He believed it would be fun and exciting. And that that's exactly how it worked for him. Now, for me, I'm terrified of skydiving. I think I would be scared the whole time I did it and then it would not be nearly as fun for me as it was for my brother. So the event is the same, it's the same exact skydiving, but because my brother believed it would be amazing and because I believe it will be terrifying, we're gonna have very different emotional experiences when we do it. Um, So as we work to improve our mental health, we have to learn true principles that will help us regulate our emotions. Elder Lawrence E. Corbridge taught, people say you should be true to your beliefs. While that is true, You cannot be better than what you know. Most of us act based on our beliefs, especially what we believe to be in our self-interest. The problem is we are sometimes wrong. When you act badly, you may think you are bad, when in truth you are usually mistaken. You are just wrong. The challenge is not so much closing the gap between our actions and our beliefs, rather the challenge is closing the gaps between our beliefs and the truth. That is the challenge. So our challenge when it comes to mental health issues is to correct incorrect beliefs about anxiety, depression, self-concept, and any other mental health issue that might affect us. And I believe that a lot of the emotional distress that we experience is directly related to inaccurate beliefs associated with those experiences. And sometimes we've had these beliefs for so long that we don't even know that they're inaccurate or sometimes we don't even know that we have them. And part of the process of change is learning to recognize those beliefs, compare them to what is actually true, and then correct any distortions um, that in the beliefs that we have. And I have seen this play out again and again in clients that I've worked with over the past 20 years. When people correct those perceptions, their distress becomes less significant. The sooner we can learn truth as it relates to ourselves, the sooner we can experience more positive and less distressing emotions. And how do we do this? We can go to counseling, we can study good books, we can read scripture and apply the words of living prophets. All of this can help correct distorted thinking. Now, I always end my podcast episodes with an invitation to act and just ask you to give prayerful consideration to which of these invitations would be good for you to do. This week's invitation is as follows. Think of an emotional or mental health issue that you're dealing with, Write down a negative belief about that issue, such as, I can't ever be truly happy, or I'll never have lasting peace. Then write down what you think the savior would say in response to your statement, and then consider ways in which you can correct that distorted belief. I do have free worksheets you can download to help you remember and implement these weekly invitations. To get these, just sign up for my email newsletter, and you can find that link in the show notes. Also, please subscribe so you can easily access new episodes each week, and I invite you to share this podcast uh, with people that you know and love. There are also written transcripts of the podcast, and you can find that link in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action, and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.drdavidtmorgan.com.